Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. For today's conversation, we will turn our focus back to thematic investing as we will spend some time on long-term investment themes, namely some recent developments and how to think about and approach in this space. So joining me once again for our thematic investing conversation, glad to welcome back Michelle Liberty, thematic investing strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment investment office. Michelle, good morning to you. Welcome back to Top of the Morning. Looking forward to our conversation. Good morning. So, Michelle, to set the stage a bit to provide some context for our listeners, our clients out there, it has been a difficult year for secular growth investments, yet at the same time, we've also seen a couple of positive headlines as well that relate to long-term themes in particular. So, Michelle, can you bring us up to speed a bit? Tell us about these new developments. Sure, and thanks for having me. Um, But you're certainly right, amid all of the volatility this year, it was probably pretty easy to miss some of the good news, um, especially you know some of these headlines that we saw that relate to thematic achievements or milestones that were really happening in the background. And for long-term investors, these milestones or moonshots that I'll refer to them today um, are part of a much broader opportunity set. So I will highlight just a couple of them uh, that we saw over the summer, but the reason I use the word uh, moonshot here is because these developments all relate to very early stage projects. Uh, so the reason that they're exciting or, or worth speaking about is because they relate to very risky ideas. So with that said, um, I'll just highlight kind of three topics here, uh, water, healthcare, and space. Um, first, with water, um, we saw a startup earlier this year actually win an award uh, for their innovative machine uh, that creates water from air. And this has been done before. There are definitely you know, similar models that exist. Um, but this one is particularly efficient for its size. And it even works in drier regions. So humidity is preferred, but it's not necessary. So this could definitely help you know, communities that don't have clean water access. Um, so that's one interesting achievement, just considering um, how large of an impact water has had on our economy this year more broadly, and I can get to that in, in just a minute. Um, but moving on just to number two here, uh, healthcare. Definitely no shortage of achievements in this space uh, in recent years. But we also saw more recently um, a couple trials kick off, um, first in the U.S., we saw a brain implant procedure intended to uh, help ALS patients communicate. Um, so this has helped happen elsewhere, but this is the first of its kind here in the U.S. Uh, and besides that, we also saw a new gene editing trial uh, kick off in New Zealand, and that's seeking to lower blood pressure. And that's interesting because typically you know, gene therapy trials um, are targeting very rare diseases, so this is the first that we've seen that indicates it could actually be used for much more common uh, disease and illness as well. And then finally, uh, three space. I know we talked about this recently, so I won't spend too too much uh, time here, but we did see NASA actually smash into an asteroid recently to test uh, their defense capabilities, and that mission was a success as well. Okay, so a few key developments there, Michelle. Thank you for bringing us up to speed. Just running with one of those developments jumped out at me. You did make mention how water has impacted the economy in a few ways throughout the course of 2022. Can you break that out a bit further for us? 
Sure thing. Um, you know, water is actually one of the, the rare things that, that most people can agree on, right? It's uh, not really debated how important it is, um, but it's not just important for health and hygiene. It's also critical for things like food production and even power generation, uh, shipping, of course, you know, the world's supply chains rely on water. Um, so throughout this year, again, we've just seen it impact our economy in several different ways. Uh, first, if, let's look to, to China. Uh, one region in particular gets a significant amount of power uh, from hydro. And then we had drought uh, cause power shortages, which in turn uh, forced the shutdown of factories there. Uh, and it's also threatened shipping routes in the region uh, because of lower water levels. And this is important, right, because we've seen um, supply chain constraints, you know, for for many, many months now. Um, and this in particular, you know, also added a challenge for the supply of things like polysilicon and lithium. But meanwhile, uh, here in the U.S., we've also had our fair share of water challenges, uh, Jackson is a notable example. Citizens were left without uh, potable water after flooding and water treatment issues uh, deemed their water not drinkable. And we also saw a report out of California that noted just under a million residents have unsafe level of contaminants in their water supply. And unfortunately, these are just a couple of many uh, water-related challenges. So I could probably keep going there, but uh, again, I'll just turn it back to you, Dan, for uh, the next question here. So, Michelle, in terms of how to incorporate this all into an investment portfolio with the backdrop of an uncertain economic environment, and that's been even more so reinforced with the September inflation data we've received over the past couple of days, how do these moonshot developments, so to speak, that you've been telling us about this morning actually fit with the current market environment? I suppose Put another way, are these themes too risky for right now? Yeah, it's a, it's a really important question because moonshot ideas are certainly very risky. Um, but I mentioned earlier that these are actually part of a very broad opportunity set. So what's important to, to remember here is that investment themes like genetic therapies, water scarcity, really just long-term themes in general, uh, there's a whole range of ways to invest in these themes that span the entire risk spectrum. Uh, so something like you know, brain implant procedure, that's going to be on the very risky end of the spectrum. And, you know, we see it happen pretty commonly um, with pure play healthcare companies, those that are in the research and development phase, they get really whipsawed, you know, at least the public companies I'm speaking about here, they get really whipsawed after trial results. Um, so, you know, if it goes positively, um, being on the positive side of that can be great. Um, but when they don't go as planned, you know, you can see a pretty significant uh, drop in the stock price. So that said, uh, I mentioned this risk spectrum. To get exposure to something like genetic therapies, just to use this as an example, you don't necessarily need to shoot for a moonshot idea, right? Because the gene therapy drugs that are actually on the market, so there's only a couple that are actually on the market already and being sold, uh, not just being tested. These are made you know, by some of the largest uh, and most diversified pharmaceutical companies in the world. So paying attention to these distinctions against this type of market backdrop can be really important. 
Um, and a similar dynamic exists for in the water scarcity topic I was talking about earlier, right? You know, creating water from thin air is, is great. We definitely welcome that. Um, but we don't necessarily need, you know, high-tech solutions. And this is also, you know, if we think about something like creating water from air, that's still very small scale. So we think about something that's, you know, maybe a little bit less exciting. Just think about plain old water pipes. Uh, infrastructure is incredibly important. So utilities and developed markets can lose anywhere from 10 to even 30% of water from pipe leakage alone. Um, so to me, you know, that's some low-hanging fruit that we can grab to help you know, solve this water challenge, again, without necessarily relying on moonshots. So if you think about companies that are either, you know, large diversified healthcare companies or, you know, infrastructure or more diversified water uh, treatment companies, you're going to have a more stable earnings profile um, than something in the startup stage that might not even be profitable yet, right? So the long story short here is that there's a number of different ways to go about this, um, and you don't necessarily need to focus on these really risky and unproven ideas. Knowing your risk tolerance in this context quite important. So for investors who do, let's say, have a higher risk tolerance, Michelle, is there a path forward to tap into these moonshot technologies, such as the ones you've shared with our listeners, our clients this morning? Yeah, so there are certainly ways to, to access this type of earlier stage opportunity. I think the key here is time horizon because, you know, not only are they typically risky or, like I said, unproven, um, they're typically accessed through either you know, private market opportunities, maybe even impact investment opportunities, which can also come with uh, lockup periods. So you need to be comfortable with that lack of liquidity. And frankly, you need to be comfortable with a very high risk of failure because, again, you know, these are, these are technologies that are in the research phases. Um, they might not have a prov- proven or proof of concept really at all. So that's just something that you need to be comfortable with. But again, uh, liquidity and, and lockup periods are something to consider as well. Well, Michelle, thank you for that guidance. And of course, we do encourage our clients listening in to have a follow-up conversation with their UBS financial advisor if they want to learn more about what Michelle has covered with us on the podcast today. Although, Michelle, thank you again for dropping by top of the morning to continue on with our thematic investing conversation. Of course, a lot here to follow up on. So looking forward to having you back on with us. Thanks, Dan. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 